Hello, and welcome to Hi Podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's why, that. why are you he not mute? Why do Why he do you not mute us? <laughs> check, check it. All check, right, check. We're gonna try this again. Are you muted? Are you muted? No. Oh. All right. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, where the dark corners are. Here we go. We're not doing great here. <laughs> I wasn't muted. <laughs> I wasn't muted. Okay. All right. I'm going to try this again. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. You just don't want Sam to pick up her kids. I know. Shit. <laughs> like, we're going to have to take a pause. I'm going to drive to Janesville and my kids are coming back. All right. All right. One more time. Hello. And welcome to our podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, the gang's all here. Woohoo! Yes. Including. Road trip with the panda. She just looks at me every time. <laughs> <laughs> She's waiting for the yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was say, if we're road tripping with him today, he's definitely asleep in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you put me up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, one of my current goals is actually to, to get a group, like, little jingle, theme jingle. But that's not going to happen until after February or mid-February. Like a wiggle song? You're listening to Big Red Car. Beep, beep. Choot, choot. Big Red Car. Choot, choot, <laughs> chugga, chugga, Big Red Car. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Yeah. So you have your own kids. I'm going to pass on the kids option. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah, you no, can't now. You. It's 20-something <laughs> no, years too late now. But, yeah, so that is one of my goals. But it won't happen until after our trip oh, in February. Okay. So th- there's a light at the end of this tunnel. So we're going on a trip? Well, no. Oh, right. okay. We're not invited. But I do think we actually have a pretty awesome cover for when we do the group 
episodes. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the black one with the heads? Yes. Yeah, that one's cool. So. Samantha is a pig face, just so everyone knows that. It looks mask. slightly naked. Right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I party. Naked with a pig mask. <laughs> well, you know you're next. <laughs> so. Anywho, but yes, so the gang's all here. I think this is our first New Year's recording. Yeah. Together. Yep. Mm-hmm. As you could tell, is a little low energy because some of them were partying a little hard last night. <laughs> like I don't know what I, if I would call what I was doing partying, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was not about that. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy to create a paladin. <laughs> to create a paladin, <laughs> stupid. So, anywho, but we're actually going to talk about cults. Are we a cult? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Do we worship a deity? Well, you don't have to worship a deity. You just have to worship. Something. Do we have a, a definition? A I do have a definition. Oh, okay. So it says specific factors in cult behavior are said to include manipulative and authoritarian mind control over members, communal That's and. Vina does. <laughs> right? Communal Whoa! and tokenistic <laughs> organization. Mm-hmm. Also, Vina. Shots fired! <laughs> aggressive, proselytizing. I can't say that word, but it means aggressive, making someone believe what you believe. Systematic programs of indoctrination and. Perpetuation in middle class communities. Where's that from? That one is from Wikipedia. Okay. The is other it, one is my name under there. <laughs> the bunny. They can, didn't put specifically put you in this time. It, it will be on Urban Dis- Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> but they also have this other guy says that it's authoritarian leadership, exclusivism, isolationism, opposition to independent thinking, fear of being disfellowshipped. Because muting us all helped. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And threats of satanic attack. So, I mean, under those things, I think we're definitely a cult because we're exclusive. No one else can join us. And, I mean, it's still... You can't leave either. Right. Have you tried to leave? (laughs) Isolationism. You can't go. (laughs) I don't want to get kicked out, please. (laughs) I have a fear of (laughs) whatever the heck that was. Fear of not being accepted. (laughs) Fear of being disfellowshipped. Please don't disfellowship me. I need all the I, I, I don't can think get. you're the problem here. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> okay, um, back on track. <laughs> Polar bear, since you have problems with Vina, why don't you go first? Uh, oh, oh, okay. See, see, there's a discipline if you speak the out discipline. of turn. <laughs> right. We're definitely voting you out later. <laughs> <laughs> Colts. So I was looking into Colts. And I came across a god-awful one, so I decided not to do that. And there was another awful one that was less awful. So my cult actually started in, like, the 80s. It's it's a long-running cult, but it didn't come across as a cult at first. So this guy, Keith Rainier. Rainieri. Rainieri. Okay. Oh, you want to do this? I've watched <laughs> The Vow. Okay. I'm so into this. I'm so ready. Well, you should probably do it then, because... No, I want to hear you do it. I'll just provide commentary. So I want to hear you do it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch you. That was my NPR voice. Thanks for joining me late night. (laughs) So Keith Ranieri is actually is he's a really smart guy. He has a really high IQ. He is in one of the Guinness Book of World Records for having one of the highest IQs. And I mean, he's charismatic and so he had a pyramid scheme going. Back in the day, that was bringing in like 
three million dollars a year or something. Oh my god! It was it was yeah it was really good until it went upside down for some reason. So then he started up and he created the company called Nexium, which is spelled N E X I V M, which is uh, Latin Greek, Latin or, or Ro- Roman numeral type shit. Okay, I, I didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> so Nexium is essentially a improving your yourself groups. So they're classes, and people would have to to take those classes and they, were, they weren't cheap they were like thousands of dollars it was like i want to say what i saw was seven thousand dollars for the a set like of 13 one-hour classes and and you show up and they're little se- their seminars you know a bunch of chairs bunch of people and on the face of the company was self-improvement getting over your problems gaining enlightenment which i mean it, is great but it attracts the sort of people that, that need that. They're vulnerable. Vul- vulnerable. Like that direction in yeah. their life. Yeah, people have you know been through some things and they're trying to fix themselves, better themselves. Well, and this cult particularly is built on, well, they're trying to promote female empowerment. So they bring a lot of women in and it's very exclusive. Right. So, so ne- well, actually, Nexium was gender neutral. It was, it was everybody. But then within Nexium, they had the DOS which stands for Dominus Obsequious Sorium, and that translates to Lord over the Obedient Female Companions, which already sounds culty. Um, yes, it sounds like a sex slave scenario. Uh, which is where we're going. You guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. So after taking Nexium classes, like the whole Nexium thing was, it started out a weird too, because when they show up, they get certain colored sashes to... To show their rank in their little group. So, so like a hierarchy? Yeah. Yeah. So like when a certain member comes in with a certain sash, there's th- certain things you have to do. So somebody comes in. I, I'm not sure what the sash colors were, but like let's say orange, for example. Everybody would have to stand. And when Raniere would come in, they would have to bow. Not like, you know, not like as a sign, like a respect type bow, but like. Like he's a higher, yeah, he's a higher power, and that was the his whole thing. He he pushed that he was smarter than everybody else. He was smart to the point where he was inhuman. He was a deity to be to be worshipped, and every woman he met was supposed to kiss him on the lips and say like a certain certain thing to him, and so that's what like this the code, pushed. Like yeah, the cold cold co- code, mm-hmm. and that's what they all pushed for. And these people being, I mean, it sounds weird to all of us. But after being pushed by these classes, you know, so some people looked into it first starting and some psychiatrists said this, this is a form of brainwashing like him. And then there was another lady that was his partner in crime. Her name is Nancy S- Salzman. She's a psych and his partner. So they they created all this. And so they pushed for the DOS. Yeah, they call it DOS, I believe. DOS. And so the DOS was essentially a higher level. So like, oh, you want to be, you know, you want to be better. You know, you, you, you go to the next level and you can join the DOS. And DOS was female exclusive, hence the name. And then it ended up being like a pyramid scheme where he was at the very top. And then when you were at the bottom, you were trying to recruit people off the streets. And whoever said no, you were supposed to cut off any communication with them. And I... It was a lot of isolating, a lot of just stick to the group, follow the rules, 
And, I mean, people that don't have control in their lives crave that control, being told what to do. And once you do exactly what you're told, you find some kind of inner peace type thing. So then the DOS was exclusively female, like I said, and they pushed female empowerment, all that stuff. And one of the ladies that ran, helped run that was Allison Mack, who's actually, he, she's an actress and uh, she's well known for her role in Smallville. I think, didn't she just recently get convicted? Yeah, so the, the whole Nexium was brought down, I want to say 2017, 2018. And they, there were trials, and I think just recently, most of the females that were at the top plead guilty, uh, except for the main guy, Rainier. Yeah. He denies everything, and he still thinks he's the shit. So where is he now? He's in prison. Where he belongs? Yeah. So okay. yeah, so, so the DOS ended up being female empowerment that turned into taking power away from females, a sex trafficking cult thing to where everybody at the bottom was called a slave, and he was the master. And to do certain things, to, uh, to progress your rank, you had to do certain things and follow certain rules. And it got to the point where the masters at the top, they were telling the slaves what to do. Like, you had to be on your phone all the time. You couldn't do anything without getting permission from the master. So, like, if the, he texts you at 2 in the morning and you didn't reply within a certain amount of time window, one, two minutes you're going to get punished. And the punishments varied. Like one lady was locked in a house or like a basement for like a year. A it year? Just feed her. And yeah, it was, there were awful, cruel punishments. And then all the slaves ended up having to, they, what they thought they were getting a tattoo, but they ended up getting branded with his initials on the on a lo lower stomach area. Belt line right there. So uh, they were getting branded with his initials and they, they would, be groomed to to have sex with them on certain times like it was portrayed like almost an honor like oh you get to do this and you know everybody around you is in the same mi mindset so you're just kind of like you know herd mentality type thing you're like oh yeah 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 but then time comes and it's just him and her in a room and she's like maybe i don't want to anymore and it's, it's too bad it's too late and so to join the dos Initially, you had to give some kind of private information about yourself. There was like this sounds like Scientology. Yeah, it was like something that would be damning. Yeah, sex tapes, like blackmail stuff to your family. So basically, something that they can hold over. Oh, on you. definitely. And all the sex stuff and all the bad stuff that they had them do was recorded on a tape. So when somebody did choose to leave, they're like, "Well, you can't leave because then all of this is going to go public, and you're a piece of shit." That's that's how they trapped everybody. And so, like, confess your sin scenario, but they kept the audio recording of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then what ended up happening is a lot of these people, I don't want to say a small amount was victimized, but a lot of these people, even after Rainier went to prison, they're still worshiping him like he, he's the shit. All of these Nexium people, they'll show up outside the prison and they would be like dancing. And, like, it, it's kind of hidden in there because they're like, oh, we're doing it for this guy in prison, but that guy's not actually in that prison. There's no no existence for him. They're trying him. to be covert. Yeah, covert, but they're, but so they're not. Stupid about it. So, but yeah, he he actually went out and well, I mean, he did all kinds of stuff and he profited. Only the top of the, of the pyramid profited. And like the middle part, they were all promised money, promised all kinds of different things. They never got it. They never got anything and that's that's another level of brainwash where you have to do something, you're promised one thing and then you don't get it and then you're like I'm just going to keep doing it, you know, like 
if I didn't get paid at work, <laughs> guess who's not coming to work? <laughs> this guy. So it was, there's a lot to it. And like you said, there is, I was going to watch the documentary on it, which is called The Vow on HBO Max. And I was like, oh, I'll be an hour and I can knock it out and have some useful information. And then I went to it and it's two seasons of eight episodes that are an hour each. So you passed. That was too much. Unless we do a bigger episode on it, you know, want to expand on this scenario, then I'll go through and watch everything and I'll bring <laughs> you guys exact details. But this is just a little taste of what Nexius had to offer. Wow. Avoid it like COVID. <laughs> right. Well, no, that was really good because it shows home videos of them. Like, you can see Nancy interacting with Ranieri, and you can see all of the girls sitting around him while he's on the couch and, like, waiting hand and foot. And Nancy claims that she's a victim, which I think to some extent she was equally brainwashed and as in love with him. So, I think. But her problem is she's like, who's Nancy? She's, she's the second in command. Lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, there were. And she's kind of like his Giselaine, is that how you say it, Maxwell or whatever. You know, like she went out and recruited people too, so people think they're just as complicit. And so it's like, are they victims because he did the same thing to them that he was doing to everybody else? Or to her in particular? And that was another agenda that they were pushing is victimness was a mental state. There's no such thing as being a victim. You think oh, so they were pre, pre like planning. Yeah, they, they grew a potential. Yeah. Well, I wasn't a victim. Mm-hmm. This I, is a choice, I, this, right? So it's really interesting. You get to see them um, start to get their trials started and whatnot because you see them walking to and from court. So it's interesting. All right, Samantha, what was your cult? Well, my cult was the Quiverful movement, and it also is really, really complicated. So we've heard of the Duggars, the Duggars, Duggars, and that's the 20 kids and counting people. Yeah, okay. And we've also heard of that doctor who inseminated many of his clients with his own semen. His name? I think there's like a multiple of those doctors running around. Yeah, this one's Dr. Klein. So between 1979 and 1986, he artificially seminated his female patients with his own sperm instead of their donors, without their knowledge or permission, and he's believed to father more than 94 children. Nice. Yeah, lovely. Wow, Nick Cannon? (laughs) Right. I'm just kidding. I actually kind of wonder if he kind of takes the Quiverful movement idea. So Quiverful itself is a theological position held by some Christian followers who believe that large families are direct blessing from God. So essentially the quiverful idea means that your children are arrows and they go out and fight like the godly war. So the more arrows that you have out in the world, the more soldiers you have. So they're like trying to repopulate the earth so that there's more Christian followers. Does this sound problematic? Um, Jesus, this sounds like Mormons. But <laughs> Whoa, hey now. Shots fired. Yeah, arrows shots fired. fired. Arrows fired. <laughs> But we don't need to repopulate the earth, folks. We're like at five billion, six billion. Yeah, we're not doing. We're well. good. Yeah. We're solid. You know, our natural resources are diminishing. So their their followers believe in the important importance of procreation, our and our anti birth control, including natural family planning, a method approved by the Catholic Church in order to achieve and avoid pregnancy. They also are, their believers are also against sterilization and abortion. So I was reading an article this morning about this couple, and he actually went and got 
a vasectomy. Yeah, I'm like, I cannot say that word. I was going to say neutered because my cats just got neutered. I'm like, that's not right either. (laughs) So he went and got a vasectomy, and the church actually, this group actually raised money to pay for him to get it reversed. No. (laughs) No. Two and done. Yeah, it's two and done. Two and done. Two and done. Okay, sorry, Samantha. Oh, sorry, I got three. Uh, <laughs> ah, I'm not part of the group. You're not part of the cult. <laughs> She's already headed out the door, y'all. Right? <laughs> I got to go. So they gained popularity in the 20th century following the advancements in birth control and after the publication of, of a book by Mary Pride, which was called The Way Home, Beyond Feminism and Back to Reality in 1985. Also, I love feminism. Fuck the patriarchy. Wait a minute. Beyond feminism and back to reality, um, birth control is a reality. It's a it's a it's a very healthy reality. Why do you keep looking at me? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just blaming you for that. Hashtag <laughs> don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. <laughs> the tool ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Tool's tired. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, no, that's kind of disgusting. That's not. That's not kind of, that is disgusting. It gets worse because we're just, we're upset with the fact that they don't believe that people can use birth control and they can, that women can, you know, choose to not have a baby and a man can choose not to have a baby. But Pride actually detailed her journey away from feminism and converting to this form of Christianity because she discovered the true happiness flourished in the role of wives and mothers living under the rule of their husband and children. No. Yeah, I wouldn't make it. No, I would have fucking crashed and burned when, if I had not gone to college, if I had not gotten a college education, when my, you know, husband, my first husband was cheating and I kicked his ass out. He was, for the most part, he brought in most of the money. If I was a subservient to that, I wouldn't have everything that I have now because I decided to be a mother and a wife. Fuck that. No. There's more to women than just being a parent and being someone's partner. I, I just, that's disgusting. It's disgusting to me. You can join the DOS that's all women. And it's empowerment. Empowerment and you guys can do whatever you want. Yeah, so long <laughs> as I give someone a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> that comes and pay later. Some money <laughs> well, and you know, women have come a long way. And our job is not to just be barefoot and pregnant in our house and give our husbands their smoking jacket. But this group does not believe that. They believe that you should be completely subservient on the man and that if at any point a man has some type of sinful thoughts, it's because the woman gave it to them. Like the man takes oh, no ownership Christ. over his behavior. So there's no 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 ownership of responsibility of bad behavior. Or accountability accountability or naturalness of having those types of thoughts because you're a human it's biological right i mean you know i was actually telling someone the other day that there is i mean it's a limit obviously but it's healthy to flirt with other people but i mean of course you don't cross that line but it kind of boosts your self-esteem as polar bears trying to touch panda it's their healthy flirting. Correct. It happens often. It's a real thing. <laughs> it gives you a little boost to your little ego, and you go about your fucking day. The end. But my point is this. It's like, I promise you, Husband Jeff has nothing to do with my, you know, little flirtiness. Because I'm a person. I'm allowed to have 
all these variety of feelings, and I fucking will. The end. Yeah, so these guys really gained a lot of notoriety when the most recent scandal came out about the Dugers. So clearly we know that the one was just recently arrested for child pornography and his family stood by him. And all of us were kind of like, how? How do you stand by this man? Because this is this is disgusting mentality. Well, and we find out that he also molested his siblings, so his sisters. And so we're like, how are we standing behind him? Well, it's because in this movement his unpure thoughts are now being blamed on the sisters because they dressed wrong or this. And, like, he's not – all of his indecent thoughts and behaviors are justified because the women or the world have put it out there to corrupt him. And how can he be responsible for his own thoughts and his actions? Oh, bullshit. Right? So that's why a lot of people have found this to be extremely problematic. We'll just give that piece of it today that this is a lesser-known cult – it's just absolute chaos, and it's all about subservience of women, which we think we see quite often in a lot of cults. And they have a leader who was found to have a ton of wives and child brides and all this good stuff. So we could definitely deep dive that into the future. But, I mean, if we really start to walk down this path, there's so much with the trial of the doctor and with the Dugers' trial problems and then the leader's problems. But it all comes... Their beliefs all come from this one proverb. We could get into that sometime too, but it's just, there's so much here and it's so problematic. And like, we have two feminist women sitting here and I think you guys are definitely in support of feminism as well. I don't think your wife, you don't think your wife is a servant to you by any means. No, God, no. So, I mean, whoa, whoa, she, whoa. he's Me. lucky he's allowed to come over. He's the he boss. Was, he was like, I'm going to make stew yesterday. And then she's like, you're doing it wrong. He's like, okay, you do it. <laughs> And then it turned into, she's making this too <laughs> So supportive. Hey, I think we could just I go down a rabbit hole. Stew. You did. You did good, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> you did great. Pet him on the head. Go Pet play, on the head. Go play with, with, with the panda. Go play with, your, go yeah. play with your friends. Go play with your friends. <laughs> go outside. Come back when it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like today's episode is mostly trailers to bigger stories. They definitely can be. For well, the my, most part. Right, right. Mine actually does not follow the same kind of sex slave women are subservient bullshit. My cult is the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. Church. Yeah. Catholic. Now, this actually happens in Uganda. And there's kind of part of part of what we're going to see here is that's problematic is because Uganda, especially back in the 80s, is really kind of early 90s. Not a lot of information simply because of how isolated this area is. And, you know, it's just not a lot of readily accessible information, media. And it's all kind of really overwhelming what happens next. So there's a there's a variety of, there's a couple of scenarios as to how this came about. So one scenario was starting from ni- the 1960, a gentleman by the name of Paulo Kushkov started having visions of his deceased daughter, Evangelista. And she would tell him that he would be visited by apparitions of from heaven. Now, this kind of should sound a little bit familiar, with, especially with the Catholic Church and a, a scenario, because a lot of children have claimed to have seen the Virgin Mary. In certain areas. 
the Song of Bernadette is a, is a movie based on this. But either way, the point is, is that he would later claim that even Jesus came to visit him, the Virgin Mary, St. Joseph, and that there were always, like, messages about how, you know, this, that, and the other, and some of it would be prophesized. And he was being told to basically create like non-believer uh create believers and create this movement well his paulo's children also claimed to see divine entities and one of his daughters a cordonia merwind again i can't even speak english sometimes when it comes to people's names she was very she propelled a lot of the ideas of let's make this happen we're going to form this group. The Virgin Mary's coming to me a lot too. And I mean, she was a store proprietor. She was a brewer of banana beer, which I didn't really know. Did you say ever. banana beer? Yeah, she that sounds amazing. No, it was a thing. I don't like banana daiquiris, so that doesn't even appeal to me. I love banana uh, everything. Is that, you see what she just did there? Appeal there. <laughs> <laughs> did she do that on purpose? That was great. No. That was very punny of you. No. Was... Anyways. So in 1984, she's like, the Virgin Mary came to me. I got to knock this out. I got to start this movement. And the other scenario is, is that this uh, this whole thing got started with kids claiming, kids, kids at the recess claiming that they started seeing, having visions of the Virgin Mary at this particular school. And again, this sounds very familiar, especially with the three children in the movie The Song of Bernadette, where they see... The Holy Mary. I mean, that becomes a huge, massive thing. I think it happens in Portugal. Anyways, but this is in Uganda in the 1980s. So it's a people are, they're not sure. So, and again, if it's his grandkids at school saying, I see the Virgin Mary at recess time, you know, obviously that kind of ties together. Well, but, it, it's funny though, because I mean, gov- given this is in the 1980s, but don't we know that children are such, such like, such, Okay. Susceptible. Susceptible. Suggestible. Suggestible. So that if oh. I tell them that there's a man that comes down their chimney, they're going to believe me. Correct. The whole world. I mean, not, the majority of the world does. Yes. So, so Credonia is like, I got to get this started. And in June of 1989, she meets a, the, he's kind of like, kind of comes off like the principal or a supervisor who actually founds a Catholic school and he's the supervisor of other schools in the region. And his name is Joseph Kiberter, Kiberter, Kiberter. Now you always choose d- his d- names. D- just, just pick one, Joseph. one way of saying it and run with that Stick one. Stick with it. Yes. <laughs> and so the Cordonia and Joseph are like, Oh my God, you see the Virgin Mary. I see the Virgin Mary. We got to do something about this. So, they decide to create this movement. And in their in their prophecy and in their creating of this cult, they tell everybody that the apocalypse is coming. The end of the world is going to happen on December 31st, 1999. And shit's going to go bad on January 1st, 2000. And in this, the fact that the whole world was worried that the technological turnover was going to cause 
some massive glitches just basically feeds into their plan. So what they do is they tell everybody, you will only survive if you live and breathe the Ten Commandments. This is it. These are your ten rules. Okay? But according to Mel Brooks, there was actually three tablets, but Moses dropped one of them. Point is, point is that the rich people who joined this cult, you know, gave them their money. They, they, you know, absorbed other people's properties. They just, they took everything they could from the people. Because, I mean, you don't need all these things when you go to heaven. It doesn't work that way. You just, it's just your soul. And you got to have a good soul. You know what I mean? And so, on top of the Ten Commandments, the members were actually restricted from speaking to each other. And they ended up basically making them sign language each other. Sex was forbidden. Soap was forbidden. They had to work in fields and grow their own food. So it's kind of like a, a commune, commune. And they had to, you know, hustle. On Mondays and Fridays, they were only allowed one meal. Soap was considered a sinful indulgence and hence forbidden. So you got a lot of stinky-ass people running that, around. That's why I don't use it. Stink. We know. <laughs> Their holy text was called A Timely Message from Heaven, The End of the Present Time. And believe it or not, by 1997, three years before the Armageddon, they had expanded to 5,000 members. Now, January is coming, 2000. January 2000 is coming. It's December 31st, and they're just, you know, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. And... Guess what happens? The sun rises nothing. again. Fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. I was going to say, they did this for 15 years, garnered Correct. support and loyalty Correct. for 15 years. They That's even managed to build uh, schools and churches. Wow. Okay, so there's an old church where they were worshiping and a brand new church that they were worshiping. Now, I actually remember where I was on December 31st, 1999. I was with you. <laughs> And we, believe it or not, instead of panicking, we had this very nice dinner and we all played games. I even have a picture of us in your grandmother's kitchen. That's where I, that's how I was partying in 1999. What were you playing? Board games. What were we playing? Probably shoots and ladders. You were five. You were five, sir. That is not the way to go. Should have been playing I wasn't even five yet. Four. Yes. It was four. How dare you? Right. I was there, bro. I know how old I was. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we were doing when to, for the end of the world. We were playing board games. But in Uganda, it doesn't happen. And this, of course, pisses off the members. In fact, the people who were like, you lied to us, they start obviously losing some members. But some of them, especially the ones who gave them money, Gave up their worldly goods. Were like, I want a motherfucking refund. <laughs> so they give me no my stuff do, back. No. Correct. So Joseph and Cordonia come up with a plan, and they're saying, okay, okay, okay. Actually, believe it or not, March seventeenth, St. Patrick's Day, is actually the real date of the end of the world. Which is a really common theme as you start to look at cults, particularly doomsday cults or cults that are waiting for the end of the world. The date comes and passes. And they're like, 
whoops, we must have gotten it wrong. And then they just Miscalculation. Keep, yeah, and they just keep pushing it back and cu- pushing it back. And everyone's just like, okay, well, we'll just stick it in for a couple more months. Like, no, dude, they were wrong the first time. How much more do you need? Right. The Aztec calendar was wrong, bitch. Right, must have been their fault. <laughs> it was wrong, Bob. They weren't Christians. <laughs> so, and they actually move everybody to an area called the Kunaga. Kun. Yep. Kind of goo. <laughs> kind of goo. They, Nailed they it. move to the area called the Kunagu. <laughs> Kunagu. I don't think that's it. <laughs> it's probably not it. It's probably not it. It's somewhere in Uganda. Sorry, I can Uganda. say Uganda. And they're like, we need to get together. And so they actually have some of their members go and reach out to the ones that dropped out and say, hey, we're having this party because it's happening on March 17th. Shit's going down. We need to bring you guys kind of like bring the lambs back to the shepherd kind of scenario. And in addition to that, to prepare for this, you know, 17th, they go and they buy a shit ton of Coke, Coca-Cola. Oh. (laughs) And they slaughter all the cattle. Oh. And... I mean, even their nuns are, like, running around and trying to bring in former members. They basically sell off their products that they had made, and they settle all the debts in the community. And and they're still kind of, sounds like they're kind of still kind of recruiting and stuff. But they do something that raises an eyebrow. Father Dominic, Father Dominic Kakurububu, Again, also <laughs> nailed it. Caribou <laughs> Who was an excommunicated Roman Catholic priest, but now group leader, probably youth leader. He goes to the store owned by a gentleman by the name of John Masuk, and he buys 13 gallons of sulfuric acid from him. For science. Correct. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's I just, I need to replenish power batteries at the seminary for this sulfuric acid. And John's like, hmm, okay. Cool, 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 no doubt, no doubt. So they pull everybody in on the night of March 15th, and everyone's just having, like, a barbecue. Oh, do they, do they drink the punch? And hmm? they... You're too excited about <laughs> the Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's the best part about these cults is Kool-Aid. There's a Kool-Aid? There's a Kool-Aid? No, they got Coke this time, guys. Oh, <laughs> Coca-Cola. That's way better. And they're That's having terrible. this p- barbecue party scenario. It's the mm. end of the world as we know it scenario in their new church. On the next night, the 16th, they spend the night praying because here it's come. It's coming. We've had our feast. Now it's time to pray. The next morning... At 10 a.m.-ish, they leave the new church and they go back to the old church. And witnesses will say all the walls and stuff was all boarded up and they don't even know if it was like boarded up on the inside or the outside. But what happens next is they basically believe at about 10.30 there's this massive explosion that the nearby villagers hear and this fire just basically takes the building immediately and everybody who's inside is now dead. So they think a a bomb potentially went off setting, triggering a fire within the church. Now, of course, law enforcement and everybody gets involved 
And they find 338 bodies inside the burnt building. And when they do some autopsies, they quickly learn that most of the people actually died from poisoning as well. Any guesses? Kool-Aid. Probably the Coke and the sulfuric acid, if I had to guess. Now, four days after the fire, because they're like, you know, there's something else not right here. Things aren't adding up. We're still kind of missing some people. They find six bodies at the bottom of the latrine behind the church, basically covered with concrete. And they realize that all six were, like, fucking beaten, brutally slaughtered, half-dressed, and basically tossed like they didn't matter in some sort of fucking hole. So they're just discarded. But I said concrete, so that should tell you this probably happened days before. Yeah, beforehand. Now, they continue to find other mass graves, and on March 24th, they find an additional 153 bodies in graves in Rutoma, which is 30 miles south of Kunagunagu. <laughs> and then on top of that, they find two more mass graves on March 26th at Father Dominic's house. Okay? And they, they exhume 74 bodies in the mass grave in his yard. And they find an additional 28 bodies underneath the concrete floor of his home. So, again, some of this went down before March 17th. And if I I had to guess, these people who are under the concrete are the people who they probably owed a shit ton of money back to. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. Here, come over. I'll pay you back. Correct. I promised you death. And... Between all of this, all these mass graves and the burning of the houses and the burning of the church, they basically massacred about 780 people. I think it's like 788. It's a lot. Yeah. Now, the curious thing is, any guesses who they don't find in these mass graves or these burnt bodies scenario? Father Dom. I can say the leader people. Cordonia and Joseph. Matter of fact, a witness actually tells the police that he saw them leaving the festivities with suitcases in hand and wondered why the leaders would be leaving the party before it ends, like the celebration, before the 17th shows up, you know, the end of the world. So, and the problem with this is, is that This is so unheard of in this region, and it is not something that's common, and law enforcement was just basically overwhelmed with how horrific and how much this was. I mean, it's a lot. It just, it's it's unreal. Even in in my mind, you know, that would be overwhelming here in the United States, even though, you know, unfortunately due to mass killings, we do have... To some degree, a lot of different agencies and resources that would investigate this. So, so that's it. That is the story, for the most part, of the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments. I can't even name all ten. I could probably get there eventually, but on my Catholic school days. <laughs> yes. I love my neighbor still. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Don't thou murder. shall not yeah, right. Thou shall not kill. Thou shall not kill. Thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. It's fucked up. This is, this is very. I feel like this is very specific. Me. He's probably looking at somebody <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Don't kill nobody." He's like, "You, Bob, you're a shithead. Don't do any of the things Bob leave, does. Leave, leave Joseph's wife alone." <laughs> oh Lord, that's a lot. That was a mass casualty situation, which is kind of crazy for some of these doomsday cults. They don't get very many. Like that's a lot of people. Well, and then it's kind of funny because when you hear the word word cult, you think satanic demon worship pentagram but in reality a lot of them are what's a pentagram but huh what's a pentagram but (laughs) (laughs) a lot of them are like religious base (laughs) 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 well you know religion that in private and ask for the trip worshiping (laughs) (laughs) yeah nobody wants to see the full bear's ass in this room oh god you you speak Uh, for the whole group (laughs) 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 however (laughs) 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 furthermore (laughs) (laughs) instead of refrain from using but however (laughs) a lot of these cults actually turned out religious christian and a lot of them are just not even a certain religion it's just a person trying to act as something more like a deity deity. charge yeah to be worshipped to be obeyed and it's funny how it's usually men Yes. Uh, you said something about women starting all this. Yeah. Right. I said usually. Whoa. You, whoa, I you think there was two women <laughs> who said today that were part of their cults. It sure. would be interesting to do a hey, woman cult leader. Mine one. wasn't his fault. Do you fault, think okay? a woman's getting a blowjob out of this? Uh, yeah. Make oh. it roadhead, bro. <laughs> How dare you? Um, it's the law, law of the road, bro. <laughs> all I'm saying is. What is it? Ass, grass, or. Ass, grass, or cash. Yeah, <laughs> and she ass she grass or ass, the three G's. You just know, you just ass. What did I say? Gas, grass, or ass? Yes. You said cash. It's cash. Yeah. Now it is okay. <laughs> I, you want cash? <laughs> no, gas. <laughs> you use the cash to buy gas. I feel like and you're gonna you give me twenty bucks, and it's gonna give me like two gallons. Motherfucker, <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> Either way, I don't think in my story. Uh, Keith, it's not Keith Rainier's fault. I think it was Nancy Salzman <laughs> pushing him. Okay, it wasn't his fault. I think she was instigating him. She dressed like that and started a cult. Do you also have a <laughs> appointment with the Quiverful Movement today for your <laughs> orientation? As a matter of fact, yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I am an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Panda, what you got? Drugs. <laughs> Um, so my cult is not as big as yours. In fact, that's what's kind of ironic is that you have like the biggest one and then I go to one of the smallest ones. <sighs> to be fair, the assignment was lesser cults and we didn't realize how big these cults were. Yeah. yeah. So they're, Until they, after well, that's we the thing is like they're well, they, people know it, but they don't know it. Does that make sense? Like, like everyone knows the Marilyn Manson, Marilyn Manson. Charles. Charles Manson and stuff like that, but like, you know, you just, we just, you guys just did three, and I'm like, that sounds way worse. I mean, di- I'm not to say Charles Manson's cult wasn't bad in the first place, but well, he they slaughtered a pregnant lady. Yeah. Well, but I think it's notoriety. So at the mm-hmm. time, right? I think that's exactly why they guys, chose her. Right. Well, he actually thought he was going to her house. Not that we should go down this path, but to kill a producer that had slighted him. 
So Sharon Tate just happened to be there. He didn't realize she was renting that house, I believe. He did mean to kill the LeBlancas. But regardless, that was very notoriety. Like, there there was a lot of notori- notoriety that came with that because they were famous people. Whereas, like, the Quiverful movement, they've slid under the radar for a while. And Nexium slid under the radar for a long time, long too, time. until people started, you know, it's not that these guys aren't as big. I think we're just starting to find out about them. Right. And the next Nexium ones. And they just resolved like that one. W- yeah, there was just rumors. Happened. There was a lot of rumors, but nobody was willing to do anything about it until there was something concrete. And it wasn't until these ladies started coming forward and throwing it out there like this has actually happened, blah, blah, blah. And that's when it started to get investigated. Adam. So mine takes, back, takes place in the 70s t- from a man named Rock. Rock. Rosh. There, I can't see. I get these fucking names, bro. <laughs> I guess you're I pra- related. I mean, must be because I've been practicing how to say this fucking name until it got to me. I was sitting there going, it's <laughs> got Rosh Ver- Thero. You, you have to practice with your mouth. You can't just practice with I your know. brain. Well, it's like, what do you want to say just name over and over again until it gets to me? <laughs> look, look Rosh Thero. Yeah. Rosh Thero. Rosh Thero. Just put him on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let him talk to himself in the corner. You'll hear it yeah. in my mic in the background. <laughs> Super creepy. Um, Are they chanting? <laughs> I've started my occult over here. Hold on. Well, according to the polar bear, we're already in one. I'm sorry I disobeyed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I spoke out of turn. Well, as long as she doesn't punish no you like... No sash for you, foo. As long as she doesn't punish you like Mr. Rush here, you'll oh, be all right. God. Yeah. So this wasn't even my choice at first, but then I was kind of scrambling for an idea who would choose... And then he's like, oh, hey, you should do this one. Here's a YouTube video. I'm going to do somebody else. I was like, why? He's like, I couldn't even finish the YouTube video. So, yeah. That's the, that's the quote I brought up earlier. Uh, I, I read about it. I was like, oh, this is really good. And then I got to some parts, and I was like, uh, I'd rather not say this. Oh, so he's like, <laughs> I the, know guy no, it the, off. the guy with no morals looks like dog shit. <laughs> 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 could do it. Yeah, yeah. I know a guy. This is I too deep. Guy. This is too deep. Anyway, Rosh Thero. He was born in 1947. He's in, he's from Canada. He's in, he was born in Canada. This is all Canadians, and so Canadians aren't so pure and innocent as you might think. I could have told you that. Yeah. Either way, so in 1977, he founds this cult. He was a part of the cat. He was part of Catholicism, Catholic Catholicism, Catholicism, and he was kind of heavily involved, quote unquote, and then. He ended up going to the Seventh Day Advent Church, and that's where they promote self cleansing, no tobacco, no drinking, no purity of yourself. So in 1977, he forms the cult uh, by enlisting these young adults. Or, I mean, they're we're, they're all adults by this point. So he says, "Hey, Doomsday is coming. Let's all hang out together in the woods." <laughs> so. So at first he he keeps the idea of self cleansing and self reliancy and they they go off to live together, and they just rely on each other and they make money by selling baked goods. So and that's how it starts. It's mostly women, like just normal baked goods, or is there pot in them? Because it is the seventies. It is the seventies, so they could have laced that shit with whatever, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's basically to, like a money. commune. Yeah, so it's yeah. just its own little community that he, but he wants to be in charge and he wants to preach the word. But he soon falls, you know, into his into his own contradiction by becoming a heavy drinker, and just starts going fucking seeing all these people. Because so 
as soon as they join the cult or the the group that they become, you know, they start building their community, and he's watching them all build their houses and stuff, and he notices and kind of thinks of himself, we're kind of like ants. Why do we call ourselves the the Ant Hill Kids? Okay. Yeah, fucking, he's a weirdo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he fucking he has them build this little community. And he calls them the Ant Hill Kids, and the, right off the bat, they can't. They cut off all communication to like their family and everyone else out there. They can't, they are not allowed to speak to anybody outside of their community. Like if they go do the big good sales or whatever, you know. How are you supposed to communicate with those people? He's there. He's the guy. Okay. But then he starts pushing his power a little more in terms of, well, now now you guys can't have sex with each other unless I'm without my permission. You guys can't talk unless I'm around. You guys can't you guys can't marry each other, so you can only marry me. So he ends up marrying like eight of the I think he only has like twelve followers, but he marries like eight or nine women and he bears children with all of them. By the end result, he ends up having twenty six kids. So another arrow quiver for his own. So, yeah. So he's, you know, he started, but he still preaches the, 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 the Seventh-day Adventist church, you know, stay, un- stay healthy, this and that. But, you know, they can't contact their family. And he, he, <laughs> he just keeps going. But then he starts punishing them. He starts getting kind of paranoid. He's, so if he thinks they're about to leave the cult or believes they're trying to turn on him, he, he will follow them and stalk them. And then he'll remind them that God is telling him. Oh, so now he's a prophet, too. Well, he's been a prophet because God told him about the, the apocalypse that's going to happen okay. in February of, I think, 79, I think it says. They're all prophets. I mean, let's be serious here. They all have some divine messaging. Right. right. So, yeah, and so he, he tells he starts following these people, and he just starts punishing them in terms of and to prove their loyalty, to cut off their own toes, huh. makes them break their own feet or their legs. I mean, it's not like a huge community of people, and like, but then he would also he he would randomly some some nights just defecate on them. What? As, well, as punishment. As punishment. And you said this branches off of Catholicism. That was its root. That was his roots. Okay. Uh, and he never finished high school. He didn't do anything, but he he had a charismatic charm about him, I guess. Well, they all do. Yeah, they all do. They're all messiahs, and they're all charismatic. But I asked about the Catholicism thing, because the, you know, really hardcore Catholics and monks and stuff do that. Self-whipping? Uh-huh. That torture thing. It's part of their penance. I don't know why. God gave you senses for a fucking reason. Well, so it sounds like he just manipulated that. Well, he manipulated them, and then he got them... Cut them off, and then he—I mean, the torture. He just starts torturing these people. He would hang them from the ceilings. Oh my god! He would pluck every hair off their body one oh, by one. <laughs> but this he isn't was, really surprising either, though, because he—he he said, "I they're like ants." So as soon as he did that, he yeah, humanized he, them. Exact, exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, did you doing the equivalent of getting the magnifying glass and burning these little ants? Right. Right. So, Does it go about their work good ethic? Right. Um, well, the, I mean, it just gets, he, he just punishes these people. He makes them sit on a hot stove. He makes them <laughs> act in duels and shoot each other. Gosh. He what? makes them eat dead mice in their in the feces to them, of the mice itself. He, I mean, I, I, I thought this was fake. Yeah, I thought these articles were bullshit, but they're all the same. The YouTubes, there's podcasts about it. 
I mean, so I'd be surprised if we made it this far without talking about this guy. Yeah, he was just trying to push the limits and see how much he could get him to do. It's kind of intense. And Fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To bring something up is all the mutilation that he does to him. He doesn't let them go to the doctor. Right. He's the doctor. So that's 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 what comes later. So. <laughs> I mean, he continues his fucking endearments of sexual torture or whatever else he does because they, you know, they they start having kids because he's doing whatever for work with his multiple wives. But sometimes he would just abuse the kids sexually, and even to points where he would pin the child to a tree or some sort of post, and the other children he would have them throw rocks at the child. Oh, so oh. like stone them? Yeah. What a fucker! Yeah, yeah, it's fucking terrible. So. He's not done. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all. Not done. Well, there was one where he, they had they made a child stay outside during a blizzard because it's Canada, and it died. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, they I don't know how I don't know how they fathomed that this guy was the guy, but they let them <laughs> raise children here. You know, do what they make him. I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it because then he starts believing himself that he's more holy. He's like you said. He's he's pushing them boundaries and boundaries. So he becomes their local doctor because they couldn't see a doctor because they couldn't communicate with the outside world. Right. So before that, you know, the seventy nine fe- February month hits where he claims this whole time the apocalypse is going to happen, and well, you know, sure as shit, nothing happens. And then he claims that, oh, when God sent me that message, he was in a different time zone. <laughs> <laughs> God, so he's like, our worlds are parallel. We're like the verbatim words. So like, our timelines are not exact, but it is still coming. And but he never specifies when the world's coming after that. Of course. So I mean, he just plays it off that. Oh yeah, it's still coming. It's just we're a little. It's a little late because I got the little message. delayed. Yeah, a little delayed. But so he starts becoming doctor to most of these people and performing surgeries. On these people. But no. Now, this man's never graduated high school. Fucking He's never no. been to college. This guy's a fucking idiot. And, but he starts practicing, you know, surgery. He just, he just starts cutting them up, doing whatever. But the, <laughs> he starts practicing circumcisions. Circumcisions? Circumcisions. People let this, the guy near their. Uh, the adult men as well, and the children that were there. Well, children is one thing, but adult men let him put a knife to their Johnson's? Yes. No. no. <laughs> they must have been bored as hell in Canada. That's all I'm saying. I say, there's a reason that you have to the 70s. deprogram people because they're in so deep. Like, you can't reason with them. Okay, so. So, and so, so yeah, in 89, this is where. 89. In 89. So, it's at least been. 20 tw- years. I was going to say 19 years. Yeah. No. It's been a couple decades. Why? Because you said it was the 1970s. 70s. Right. So, <laughs> 19... Uh, guess, well, I, 77. <laughs> oh. 77 was when the cult started. Okay, okay 12, so 12 years. years. 12 years. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> a couple of decades. I'm like, maybe my math's wrong, but I'm sure it's like 12 but years. still, it's almost the 1990s, for Christ's sake. Right, okay. In fairness, you sent us down the wrong path to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> All I said was 1977, the cult started. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Either way, so 89... <laughs> This is where the... Sorry. <laughs> Try that again. I don't even know what I said. In Either way, in 1989, and you know, it's been at least 10 plus years of this cult of going through, and he started doing his more surgeries and circumcisions of whatever he wanted to do. A woman by Solange Boylard. Now, this is... This is not me. 
This is what they he did. Okay, so <laughs> for the next couple of seconds, maybe you want to skip past the part because it gets really fucking weird. Well, you have trigger warnings. I mean, for everything. For, I mean, it's just it's just not it's just not graphically something that should have been said. But this is literally the highlight of why this fucking guy was fucking no. I mean, everything past everything else. You know, we can go detail if we do this again later about everything else he did. But this is like the pinnacle point of why. Okay. Why? So Solange Bullard complained of an upset stomach. So Rosh decides to perform a, a surgery on her without anesthesia. He laid her naked on the table, and then he punched her in the stomach and forced a plastic tube into her rectum to perform an enema with molasses and olive oil. He cut open her abdomen with a knife and ripped a part of her intestines with his bare hands, and Rosh made another member, Gabrielle Lavalle, stitch her up using a needle and thread and had her, had her shove a tube down Solange's throat and blow through it to create an airflow. So, just to recap, he cuts her open, does an enema, goes into her stomach and pulls a part of her intestines with his bare hands and has another member stitch her up and she doesn't know, she's not medical, she, she's, just, she's just a fucking follower, and stitch her up and shove this throat, or this tube down her throat to cre- help create an airway and breathe into it. So due to the surgery, the victim died the next day. That's not a surgery. That's a mutilation. No, I was going to say well, it was no, 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 sodomy. No, just, just hang out. <laughs> Once I get through this, then you could do whatever. <laughs> so claiming to have the power of resurrection to bring faith back to the group, Roach bored a hole into Solange's skull with a drill, and had all other male members, himself included, ejaculate into the cavity. Cavity. To cavity. The, the cavity, yeah. When she did not return to life, her corpse was buried a short distance from the Ant Hills commute. Yeah, because sperm's going to bring you back to life. Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> that was disgusting. So. People, people do it their own way. It's unfathomable. Yeah. This man is unhinged. Like, he, there's no reasonable thought there. Right. The guy's a fucking tool. The guy's a fucking idiot. And yet, these people... They is are, he they're in bigger. jail now? So, okay. Okay. We're going. Okay. <laughs> We're getting there. So, Gabrielle, the one who stitched up the woman and had to shove the tube down the woman's throat, she was also, you know, suffering horribly. She was suffered welding torches, to burns to her genitals. A hypodermic needle was broken off in her spine. Oh, my and God. And eight teeth had been forcibly removed out of her mouth. Oh, and at, so she had tried to escape before, or she kind of had the thought, okay, I'm done with this. But, you know, she, she was so self-reliant on this community, she couldn't leave at first. And, you know, he would torture her even more. Where Roach had, had, par- had cut off parts of her breast and smashed her in the head with the blunt end of an axe. And, oh, it doesn't stop. Sorry. That's the first time you should have escaped. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, there's more details to this. So, I mean, if we did another one, I could tell more details about what she, how she tried to escape and this and that. But this is just a basic of what, you know the the this pinnacle. The skin. This is this is how the 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 extent of how they become revealed of who they are, because Gabrielle is the one that ends up getting away. But it, and you so know, the first time, time did they catch her when so she, she tried, tried to, escape? to escape, and then he just punished the shit out of her. He even cut off one of her fingers with wire cutters, pinned her hand to a wooden table with a hunting knife before cutting her arm off with a chainsaw. Oh my Gosh. god! How did she live? Jesus Christ. Okay, He's so she doctor. escapes. So in that same year, 89, he was, she was able to escape and contact the authorities. Roche was arrested and charged with assault for, with amputation on Gabrielle's arm. And 
they were they were able to come see the community and be like, what the fuck is going on here? And they put an end to it. So, so Roche gets sentenced to twelve years for his ongoing abuse with assault with Gabrielle. Is that it, Just? No, 12? no, no, no. I'm going. Did you about to say something? So, no, I'm patiently like, I, waiting. I told you, it's not me. I'm not. <laughs> I did. I'm just the me. guy, man. What he did was arrested, though the majority of the followers did leave him, and because once his direct physical contract was gone, everyone just kind of scattered. Um, but while he was still in prison, he still fathered four more children through conjugal visits. Jesus Christ. And, you know, so people still kind of, there were still followers that still followed him even while in jail. Prison um, groupies. So, but because of Gabrielle, the investigators were able to discover more of the torture and abuse at the commune and the murder of the... the Solange. Yeah. So, but he did plead guilty and then he got... Prisonment for life with no chance of parole. In 2002, he tried to apply for parole, but denied was denied. And in 2009, he tried to sell some of his artwork on a murder-themed auction website in a place where true crime enthusiasts can buy letters by like cult leaders, other... That's so beyond vulgar. Um, his artwork was blocked from leaving the prison, though, as he, because he'd be profiting off his own crimes. Correct. But in February 26, 2011, Roche's cellmate, called the pr- a prison guard over to his cell, handed the guard a weapon that was covered in blood, and said, that piece of shit is down on the range. Here's a knife. I sliced him up. And then, justice. In its own way, yeah. No, no. That's fucking justice. Those, one, those are the ones that you're not so sad about. Like, murder is what? never okay, but if you're going to murder anybody, I guess mm-hmm. let it be this guy. No, that's not murder. That's justice. So there's more details I can give about yeah, what happened down there and how they function and what they did more. But like I said, this was just a very basic thing. And then, the, you know, the highlight of the, the most important thing that oh happened there that fucking drove Gabrielle to the edge. Is she still alive? Do we know? I believe so, yes. I think she wrote a book. He probably couldn't deny any of his crimes because you show up and there is. Like, if this woman doesn't have an arm, can you imagine how many other people didn't were missing body parts? Oh, yeah. Like, it probably yeah, looked like they a went, battlefield. When they went to see the community, much fucking... Right, right when you're know, selling fucking work. bread, I'd be like, you guys don't look so good. <laughs> right, like, what the Over hell? the 12 years, you've lost an arm, you've lost something, you've lost something. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was any way he could deny it. Okay, well... So these are the just the skinny just shallow the sliver. Dives. Well, mine was complete, but the sliver, fucking cult people, please for the love of, I don't know, what you want to believe in? <laughs> Can't say God after all these <laughs> awful cults you just brought up. For the love of self love, don't drink the fucking Kool Aid. Okay, on to business. We have a Facebook page. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you're curious and interested please send, check it out send us requests but if you have a topic you'd like us to someday cover or a cult because we're actually going to do a survey on this because this was a topic that we were all kind of absolutely blown away by send us a suggestion at panda's favorite email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com final thoughts samantha i wonder what the other five commandments were Right. Because <laughs> if there's, logically, right, if there's two tablets and they each have five, then the other one had to have five too. And what do you think that was? I think there's one that was don't cover thy neighbor's ass. I'm going with, like, don't steal someone's cow. Correct. I think that's exactly <laughs> what that really means. Panda, a polar bear? Uh, 
I don't know. Use your own brain. Ju- judge every situation. I mean, just just because it feels like the tunnel's closing in on you doesn't mean that's true. There's always other options rather than going through with the, I don't know, cult activities, I guess. I mean, if you find yourself in a situation where you feel just like everything's crushing down on you, there's 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 places that can help. Not Nexius, but maybe other places. Anna. Ne- Nexium. Mm. Okay, no final mm, thoughts. I'm a cult to fucking sports. So. <laughs> well, if we sports, do this. movies, anything else, entertainment is all a cult. We have fucking have our own deities that we watch and love and experience by worship, cheering for them, yeah. worship. All right. So until next time, please remember only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is where we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Road trip with the pain. <laughs> <laughs> That's Almost not it. it. Yeah. Almost for sure. I feel like she's doing bloopers on purpose. Nailed now. it. <laughs> Part two. I can hear it. Oh, you bloop, can? Bloop, 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 bloop. Oh, like I couldn't hear it at all. Could you hear I me typing? Hear no. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Why? Just unmute them. It's over. <laughs> that beast. Our oh, Either way. <laughs>